0: This is Debbie and welcome to another brand new episode of The Offbeat Life where I speak to inspiring individuals who ditched the norm to live their best life and become location independent. I am so excited to share this Christmas episode with the incredibly inspiring Raha Muharraq. Growing up as a Saudi woman, Raha was given a lot of limitations due to her gender. But having an adventurous soul, Raha knew she wanted to do something more than what her culture expected her to do, despite knowing she will have to deal with a lot of criticisms. Then Raha had this crazy idea to climb the world's highest mountains. Climbing the seven summits on its own is challenging enough, but For Raha, it also meant breaking a taboo. Today, Raha is the first Saudi female to climb the seven summits and is a public speaker traveling all over the world to encourage other women to have the courage to leave their comfort zone and not be afraid to break the mold. I hope that you enjoy this interview as much as I do and be inspired by Raha's incredible journey. Raha, thank you so much for joining me today. Can you fill in the gaps of your story and how you're able to live an offbeat nomadic lifestyle? Uh,
1: lots of planning and patience and a very, very understanding family, I guess. Because I, I no longer work a nine-to-five, I no longer work via desk. My life has become, uh, as my parents put it, half Dubai, half Saudi, half the beach and half the airport. And whenever I get the chance, in my tent. So it's just been a beautiful whirlwind, uh, slightly chaotic, not slightly, a lot chaotic, but but I love it so much. It's just, uh, it's an it's a g- incredible opportunity to share my story with people, to meet other people, to meet like-minded
0: people. It's great. That's amazing. Sounds like a great life to live in right now. So what is the thing that everyone has been talking about that you have accomplished can you tell us a little bit more about that i went
1: crazy a few years ago and decided to climb mountains and then i i decided to to try one mountain and then I fell in love with them uh, so much that I decided to climb all seven mountains in the world, all high, all high peaks of each continent, <laughs> which includes a few really big ones like Everest and Aconcagua, and some in remote areas like Alaska and, uh, and Antarctica. <laughs> So that's pretty
0: much what I did in a nutshell. That's amazing. And that must have been such a thrill to do that and accomplish every single one that you wanted to do. How did that feel after you accomplished one mountain and then going to the next one?
1: It, it was overwhelming, to be honest. You know, you, ca- you come back and your life just changes suddenly. You become recognized for something that was a bit crazy and not many people were, were very happy with it, <laughs> being a Saudi woman and being um, coming from a, a, a conservative country. But slowly, people's mentality started to change and people started accepting me for who I was and what I was and... Uh, it's been an incredibly beautiful roller coaster since then.
0: One of the things that people talk a lot about is that because you are the first Saudi woman to have ever climbed the seven summits, how does that feel to to know that you have that acknowledgement?
1: Honestly, in the beginning, I was so overwhelmed. I was never the uh, the attention person. I was always the, the quiet, shy, mysterious, mischievous type of child. And I wasn't the the performer of the family. My sister and my brother were. And then I was shoved into the spotlight randomly, <laughs> well, not randomly, after I did some of the big climbs. And I was overwhelmed. i I, I was so nervous. Uh- as to how I was going to take this responsibility because it is a huge responsibility and then uh, I realized that I have a chance to change what I didn't like about some of the things in my culture, in my society so I I said why not? Why not um, (laughs) take it and make it into a positive?
0: Now you become a role model to a lot of people especially young women who may be afraid to do what they want to do and they see you and how you've accomplished this and you're so young and to be able to see that and believe that it could also be accomplished very lucky very lucky to be able to do something i love be recognized for it and make a difference it's a very rare gift absolutely i mean that's one thing that you can look back at and know that you made a difference in that way let's go back to when you first thought of these types of challenges all of the mountains and the seven summits what were the first steps that you took in order to make it into a reality
1: First, I had to tell myself that I can do it. I knew I wanted to do something different. I knew I wanted to go beyond what people expected of me. But, you know, you still have the courage. You need to find the courage to actually do it. So that that took some, not a lot of convincing, but took me some time to, to, to tell myself that this is what I really want to do. And then after that, of course, I had to tell my family. <laughs> I had to convince my parents and to explain to them I don't think they understand they will ever understand but um it, it took some time to initially get them to say okay you can uh, you can go you can go on the first mountain and then after that every single other mountain was also a challenge because they were like why do you want to do this why do you want to do this and of course whenever I started to prep for a climb or try to find gear it was always very difficult where would I where was I going to find high altitude ice climbing gear in the middle east <laughs> I mean, that was also a challenge and I, I didn't discover shop and ship at the time. So I, it was very hard for me to find the, the things. And then after that, I needed to train. And again, where will I train in mountains?
0: It seems like you have this really special relationship with your family. Can you take us back to when you first told them that you had this desire to climb the, the mountains that you wanted to do? And what was their reaction like?
1: They thought I was insane. They, they just didn't understand. My father said, but why? Why do you want to do this to yourself? He's like, but, you know, go go shopping somewhere. Like, he, he just didn't understand why I wanted to do it. He, he, my father makes me laugh. He's like, why can you not ever do anything like the young girls? He's always, he, his, his English is actually excellent, but in my mind, that's what he sounds like. <laughs> like, why can't you just do anything normal why why are you always and he's right I, I always not follow <laughs> much <laughs> much of the rule book and they, their love for me and my eccentricity and my uniqueness far exceed their love of conformity and they accepted me for what I am eventually
0: that's really special, especially where you're from and how your culture is for your dad, especially your dad, to accept that. That's really beautiful. When you were doing the climbs, how were you perceived by the other climbers?
1: I wish one day parts of my story would be told properly because I've, I've been through so many interesting things. Imagine showing up in Antarctica, uh, brown as I am, big hair as I am, girly looking as I am, entering the, the briefing room where you meet the entire team, including the head guides and assistant guides. And so I walk in and it was the, these big, massive ex-military or Marine guys. I can't remember. I think they were Marines. Sitting on the table and they're doing a the beef. And I walk in with my teal pants and lace black, uh, white shirt with a little bit of uh, embroidery on it. I walk in, sit down. Like, Can you imagine people's reaction to what is this person doing? And actually one of them said, who the bleep is Barbie and what the bleep is she doing on the mountain? Oh my gosh. Once. To which I replied, "Don't let my Disney hair princess fool you." <laughs> and then it moved, It continues to, "Oh, we don't want to be roped up with her. Oh, she's weak. Oh, blah blah." And then you just need to prove, prove by actions, not by words. You know.
0: How were they reacting to you when you accomplished your mission? <laughs>
1: Yeah, in the end, because they, they were calling me princess, because I said, you know, the comment I said, so they kept calling me princess. By the end of it, I was I was warrior princess, which was really cute. Like, in the end of it, they were all like, tough cookie, warrior princess, and they were all really cute, and they were amazingly supportive. But it, it's a typical male-dominated reaction to see a girl who looks girly, and I, I do look quite girly, and if you meet me, I'm tall, but I'm not big. I'm not a particularly big-framed person. So I show up and I know that they're thinking,
0: oh, who's this?
1: <laughs> and, but I love it because you kill the stereotype by proving your worth.
0: Honestly, that makes you more beautiful.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I think there's so much beauty in being able to balance femininity and masculinity against all odds. I, I think there's a lot of beauty in that.
0: I really love that because you still stay who you are, but you're able to do all of these things that people tell you is impossible. I mean, they, we look at you; yeah. you're gorgeous, you're beautiful, and then, to, <laughs> and then to know that Raha can also climb the tallest mountains in the world. I mean, come on.
1: <laughs> I'm I'm bipolar,
0: meaning I I'm very
1: feminine and I have a lot of girly girliness, but I can be, you know. Gunk in my nose, you, you know, not showered for three weeks. Is that me that smelled, or is that my partner's boots that smells? Like I can, I can switch to that easy. Like I can easily go from ooh high end clothes, you know, la la la, blah, 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 to you know, sn- 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 snotting, gunk and not showering and broken nails and stuff. I, I, I can switch, which is a really interesting <laughs> attribute in my character, my personality.
0: Yeah, and I really love the fact that you don't fit into one stereotype when... People think about women who are really well-dressed and beautiful on the outside. They're like, yeah, she's, like you said, she's a Barbie or she can't do anything. She's going to be afraid to chip her nails. You know, she's going to be afraid to smell and to look, quote, unquote, ugly in front of men. But you're able to be beautiful and also take these massive challenges. You don't have to
1: choose. You don't have to. And I I intentionally emphasize that you don't have to choose between both because a lot of the stigma in our culture and society is just about, uh, yes, sports is boyish and manly and masculine and not feminine. A lot of the stigma is that, is just this mentality that needs to die.
0: When we keep that in our minds, all of these stereotypes and stigmas and taboos, you tend to stop yourself from doing certain things because you don't want to look a certain way. But you're right. Why can't you be both? So if you could go back and give yourself one advice throughout this whole journey, what would it be?
1: I have a bunch. Uh, Wear block.
0: No, I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> uh,
1: don't be afraid of failing. Never be afla- afraid of failing. There's no shame in failing. There's. It means you're trying something different. It means you're going beyond your, your comfort zone and that's where the magic and beauty happens. Uh, fail. It's okay. It's, it's a rite of passage in this world. But, you know, the only shame is in not trying something new, is not giving up, is in being too afraid to try. And most people don't even try a feel of failure. No one has ever reached anywhere in this world without failing a little bit. And we all have scars, and I think they they decorate, they decorate our soul. So don't, don't ever feel afraid to fail it happens.
0: I don't know if anyone has ever done the seven summits or some challenges like this, where it was, oh, everything was so great. It was br- a breeze. I didn't fail at something here and, or the next. And I think when people never fail, I think it becomes a lot more challenging for them when they finally do fail.
1: Failure is such a fantastic lesson for you. It's in, in itself, you you gain a lot. In failing, you gain something. You might not win what you set out to win, but you, you definitely uh, gain experience or thicker skin or a new perspective.
0: And you learn so much about yourself. The skills that you learn, too, you tend to take it with you and become better. And that's why failure is really great for you, actually. <laughs> What has been the greatest challenge that you have faced throughout this entire journey and how did you overcome it?
1: Physically, I think the fact that the mountains are so cold and I'm I'm an absolute lizard. The cheapest thing I have to pay in my house bill is my chiller bill because I barely open the AC. That's how much of a desert lizard I am. And I have to deal with these tremendously harsh minus temperatures, minus 45, minus 50. That's That's a physical difficulty. But the emotional one is definitely the... Balancing family with my wants, my desires, and not losing them. That's, that's a very difficult one. And added to that, being able to take a lot of criticism, take a lot of negativity, and still find the courage to smile and accept it and accept that you are different and you are being criticized and you're being attacked because you're doing something that's meaningful and different. If you don't get negativity in your life, it means you're not doing something that's shaking the, the tree or rocking the boat, as they say. You really need to accept that people will criticize you, but it's okay. Society will catch, will catch up with you in the end. Just do what you love, do it anyway, do it with heart, do it with, with passion and with the right conviction and it's okay, they will catch
0: up you really took yourself out of your comfort zone and that's another thing that we are fearful of right is to to get out of your comfort zone and do something that you push yourself out of those boundaries and to be different than everybody else and you did that especially where you're from and the way it's perceived in your culture so what was the worst advice that you have ever received
1: oh uh raha maybe if you tone it down or not show how smart you are or be a little bit less uh, bold then maybe maybe you'll find some a guy that likes you maybe that then you'll find a <laughs> suitor if you just tone everything about you that makes you special down You know, it was someone who was uh, someone who was senior in my family. And that was the advice that that she was giving me, you know, just trying. And I was looking at her like, oh, so many things I want to say, but I can't say it. Bless her. It came from. A, a good place in her heart i know that she was trying to you No, know, uh, oh, don't worry you know be if you just don't maybe you'll find somebody i think she was just trying to to give me a solution to the biggest problem which she thinks was which is me being single mm-hmm. and bless her i don't think she meant a bad thing about it
0: looking back or going through your challenges and you know your family telling you you should instead look for a man instead of climbing these mountains that you like (laughs) Oh, what would be for you the perfect partner
1: I I'm a very I have a I can be a I can be a pain in the butt because I I know what I want I know what I don't want I'm very stubborn I would you would not be able to to get me to do something that I did not want to do or not uh, is not convinced that it's something I should do um so I can be very difficult. So if, first of all, whoever he is needs to be very understanding, uh, open-minded, confident, uh, definitely an alpha male because I'm a, I'm an alpha female. So you, you definitely need that kind of balance. But also someone who is not intimidated or has problems or with, with a woman who's strong personality. Uh, you know, I'm not the type of person that you put in a room and forget about. Not that kind of woman. So I just need someone who's understanding. Of course, I'm be, I'm very sporty. I'm very curious and athletic. So I need someone who's also hyper and uh, doesn't kill me for waking him up in the morning to go play a volleyball game at six in the morning or to, to to think I'm crazy for wanting to hike in some random remote village somewhere. So just someone who has the same kind of passion as me. Uh, and if I can be a little bit selfish, he'd be cool if he was tall, fit and, you know, funny, <laughs> if, if possible. That but you know not personality is more more important. But you know maybe maybe I might be able to (laughs) bag me
0: a a pro volleyball player or something. They they come tall and fit. All right,
1: I'm joking. I don't really. I'll send
0: this to your parents, and then they'll (laughs) and then they'll try to find (laughs) that perfect one. (laughs) Oh no no no! My parents gave up. My parents gave up shopping for me a long time ago i love that they they they've given up shopping for you yeah no, no 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 they know that i'm i'm going to special order or according
1: to my mom she's like you're going to find him on the mountain on a plane on the beach at one of these places you're going to bump into, into this guy i she, personalities like me are are complicated fun but not the easiest <laughs> but it you know, at least uh, at least I'm not yeah. boring.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's true. And that person you're gonna find, I, I think I will agree with your mom. You're probably gonna find him on top of a mountain, <laughs> somewhere. Yeah,
1: she's always looking. But I don't really, I. I but that's what I'm trying to say. I don't I'm, I don't discriminate. I don't really care where the guy's from. What does he do? What, I don't care. What matters to me is personality, chemistry, and someone who wants who wants out of life the same things as me. Same. same Same kind of wants and desires. I don't
0: know. Yeah, because I I really can't see you with somebody who's just wanting to stay at their desk job all day and. Uh, be happy with that just staying in one place I, I definitely see you with an alpha male who is like you who's very sporty and wants to do all of these adventurous things how are you able to finance this journey and how do you create income for yourself now in order to live this in the beginning it was very very hard to
1: find uh, sponsors nobody wanted to sponsor me at all so it was mostly in the beginning it was self-funded and then later my fa- my father was helping me out it, 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 with a few exceptions of a, a very very little help from very small collaborations with brands it was all self-funded but after being recognized and after getting the, the records and Establishing myself as a sports advocate, quality sports advocate, I started getting offers to to be a brand ambassador for, for a few brands
0: that 's incredible because now you 're able to do this and become a brand ambassador and travel the world. And do what you love, which is to spread these beautiful messages to to everybody, especially women, to encourage them to really mm-hmm. do these things. It's a
1: fantastic opportunity. And then in addition to being a brand ambassador, which is fantastic PR, I'm a public speaker. I'm a paid public speaker, with a few exceptions to some schools and some charities, uh, organizations, because I, they're very dear to my heart. I, I am a public speaker, so that's also a way of, for me to fund the rest of my, my love of adventure. <laughs>
0: If somebody wants to do something similar to what you've done, not necessarily climb mountains, but also shake things up, right? But they're really unsure about themselves and they don't know what to do. What advice would you give them?
1: Um, be curious enough to find what it is. curious enough to, to explore and to find. I don't think I would have found mountains if, if I wasn't curious enough to find. Try it to look for it. Uh, to you need to be curious enough and hungry enough to try different things to find things you fall in love with. So open your mind and hearts and don't be afraid to try. The worst thing is you won't like
0: it. That's true. And then you go on to something else, and then you finally will yeah. find it. But you'll learn. You'll
1: learn experience. You'll gain experience. So you'll be you'll be you'll be richer for it. But don't 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 try something very permanent like mm, make your eyeballs blue or get a, a massive tattoo that you were like be curious in experiences but don't don't do stuff that you will regret later (laughs) because I I always tell people to 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 be curious and to explore but also you know use your brain (laughs) don't don't uh do something too crazy I mean as opposed to Mount Mount Everest
0: yes that's also crazy but that's not a permanent thing (laughs) you can actually climb back down (laughs) yeah But it's always a risk, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. When you go to your talks and you're traveling all over the world and you see all of these women, especially young women, what is the one message that you want them to learn from you?
1: If a Saudi woman can touch the sky, literally, I came from the desert, yet I managed to touch the sky, then what makes your dreams too far from reach? Live, Live... Live by the example you want to lead don't don't follow others and um if someone says you can't do it, the best revenge is doing it anyway.
0: <laughs> I love that raha that's perfect, and that's really sometimes what we need is just that extra push and then to see you to be able to do this and you're able to create this incredible balance with yourself and be this beautiful woman who can also be really badass about it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, I try to be true to myself. It's not easy to, with the social media age as well. It's very difficult to stay true. And that's another thing that I want to advise. I, I growing, growing up, I was told that my hair is too messy and my nose is too big and my eyebrows are too big and my body is boyish. And then I grew up and I ended up with unique hair, a sharp nose and eyebrows that girls want to die for and a body that's athletic. So don't let anybody make you feel less. Don't let anybody dictate what beautiful is.
0: And it's really incredible how the things that when you're growing up because we're always insecure when we're growing up and we're still finding ourselves as children as teenagers even as adults and the things that we find about ourselves that we think we hate it becomes a thing that makes us more unique and more attractive to people because of that uniqueness that you have
1: exactly exactly I I I just posted something a few minutes before you called me, and I really believe every single every single girl should live with this this kind of conviction. So I I, I said I'll never be the woman that can pull off perfect hair, last long with painted nails without a chip here and there. I can never look effortlessly done up, because I'll always prefer elegantly done down. I'll forever be awkwardly blunt and hopelessly a dreamer. I'm mathematically challenged but creatively gifted, and I'm more stubborn than I care to admit, but I'm loyal to a fault for it. My nose is sharp and bold, but not as much as my mind and imagination. A few scars decorate my body, but they also color my soul. I'm my own flawed version of myself, but I, will, I would rather never fit in than be average and forgettable. I hope every girl believes that she uh she is as unique and as beautiful as she is not not measured not weighed against someone else.
0: Yeah, that's really beautiful Raha and it's really great how you're creating this for for women for us to to be able to see and how we can also achieve that and to become this symbol this beautiful light there's a there's a light at the end of the tunnel whatever it is that you're you're doing and what you're going through it can be achieved if you just keep going and not giving up whatever challenges that you you face so what are you working on right now that is really exciting to you
1: growing my nails back after I lost them in my last climb (laughs) so they're finally back and the best thing is they come back really nice and shiny (laughs) so they're they're back and pink and I'm happy so I can put shoes again and climb but uh, the big project is getting my book published
0: for sure hands down so when when are we gonna be able to expect that
1: hopefully next year so it's around 80% no, maybe 90% done. That's
0: great. I can't wait to hear about it and read it because that's going to be really exciting, all of the things that you went through and the knowledge that you're going to give us. <laughs> so 50 years from now, when you look back at your life, what is the one regret that you never want to have?
1: Not lived enough. To, be, to regret not living enough. I would rather regret things that I did than the ones I didn't do awesome
0: so if our listeners want to know more about you where can they find you
1: oh i'm on social media i'm on uh, instagram is a great way to get in touch with me and it's me i'm the actual person who's answering you can tell by my spelling mistakes uh so it is usually me it sometimes it takes me a bit longer to reply but i do answer myself
0: and that's the best way to get in touch with me awesome thank you so much raha for talking to me today thank you for your time i hope you enjoyed this interview with raha make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com again that's theoffbeatlife.com for killer resources and so much more love a good audiobook as much as i do of course you do well you're in luck because i have teamed up with audible.com to give you a 30-day trial for free make sure to visit offbeatbook.com again that's offbeatbook.com to get that incredible trial